Hey friends, welcome to Jesus Time, where we talk about what Jesus tells us in our time with him. And today was wild. <laughs> so wild. A lot of these times, at least for me with Jesus, they're quiet, they're serene. Maybe there's some soul wrestling um, and, and maybe it gets resolved, maybe it doesn't. But there is a slowish pace to these times. Not today. <laughs> my gosh. Let me set this up for you. So my dog had surgery yesterday to remove two huge growths on his belly. And so I was up all night making sure he didn't pull out his stitches, making sure that he did not gnaw on something he wasn't supposed to. So there's that. And then... Um, after I did fall, as- fall asleep, um, I woke up because I was sweating because I don't know hormones. <laughs> I couldn't fall asleep for like an hour or so. I'm pretty much going on two hours of sleep, y'all. This morning, we're taking him back to the vet to redress his wounds. So the previous dressing was already kind of falling off because he moves. he was moving around a lot. So I'm like, okay. My husband is going to go with me in a separate car because he had to go on to a lunch meeting after we dropped the dog off, whatever. So we're driving there. I get in the car, really tired, but okay, we're going to get his dressing fixed. I'm going to be okay. I get in the car. Oh my gosh, my tank is empty and the light is on. All right. So I'm feeling a little anxious. I'm a little panicked, but you know, it's not that far. I think we're going to make it. So I... Start driving and my dog's in the back and I'm just thinking, okay, Rocky, just be still, just be still. At a stoplight, I turn around. This dog had ripped off his entire dressing, was pawing at his wound and there was blood everywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh, panic, panic, panic. At this point, I had to shut, shut off the compassion center of my brain so that I could drive safely to the vet. So I get to the vet and I pull up right next to the door. My husband pulls up in the car next to me. I was like, honey, he ripped off his entire dressing. I don't know how we're going to move him. He's like, okay, go into the vet. Try to get me a towel or a blanket or something. I find something, but it doesn't even matter. My sweet husband, who is like Jesus to me, picks up this poor dog who is so wounded and hurt and in pain and freaking out. And he's trying to hold him so that the midsection does not get touched. My dog is not having it. Starts wiggling and wriggling and barking at the other animals in the vet's office. And then when my husband finally puts him down in the room that the vet opened for us, there is a blood all down my husband's clothes. Did I mention he was going to Panera Bread to meet someone for lunch? Okay. So this is kind of traumatic already. I was like, fine, 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 fine. So we drop him off. The doctor redresses him. I'm still kind of panicked, but I'm like, okay, it's better. I can just get gas and get home. So I get in the car and I get a text from my daughter who is in public high school. And she's like, mom, I don't feel well. Can you please pick me up? (gasps) Okay, now I'm panicking again because... If I go pick her up, I have to sign her out from the office, but my dog cannot be left alone because he's a maniac and will paw his wound again. And so I'm panicking. Plus, did I mention my gas tank is still on empty? Okay. So I'm just panicking. 
And I'm thinking, well, if my husband finishes the meeting, maybe he can go pick her up, but she doesn't feel well now and I should really go pick her up, so fine. So I text her, honey, I'm on my way. So I get gas. Praise God, I had peanut butter in my purse. Don't ask why, it's a long story. I pull out a scoop with my finger and I spread it on the seat so my dog can lick the peanut butter while I get gas so I'm sure that he's not pawing at his wound. So I get gas, get in the car, everything's okay. I go pick up my daughter. I call into the office and I say, look, I know I'm supposed to come in to pick up my daughter who texted me and said she doesn't feel well, but I have a sick dog in the car. Can you please just send her out? The lady who I'm convinced was an angel. (laughs) It's like, yes, typically you have to come in, but what's your daughter's name? Can you confirm your address? Sure. So my daughter comes out and we come home and we're fine. Oh my gosh, I am so tired. And this is why I share this. In that entire panicked morning, I honestly did not think about Jesus one time. I didn't. But he was with me the whole time. (laughs) He was absolutely with me the whole time. So I love that we can call this Jesus time and be honest about where we are and know that even though we don't feel him, we know he is with us. (laughs) Amen. And then I come home and I am needing to read my Bible. So I am going through uh, Mark today, Mark 5, and I love this section because this is where Um, The synagogue leader, Jairus, sends someone to tell Jesus, Hey, Jesus, this guy's daughter is sick and dying. Can you come heal her? Or was it Jairus himself who went? Yeah, Jairus himself went and asked Jesus, Hey, come heal my daughter. She's sick. She's going to die. And Jesus is like, Sure, I'll go. I'll go heal her. So on his way, uh, this poor, tortured brave, faith-filled woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, touches the hem of his cloak and gets healed. And Jesus has this whole interaction with her that's beautiful. And that might be another podcast one day because there's so much there. But here's the thing. While he was speaking to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Verse 35 in Mark 5 says this. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house Some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But, this is verse 36, overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And y'all, this was so cool because I felt like Jesus was retroactively speaking into my morning. Do not fear, only believe. He was like, honey, I was with you the whole time. It's like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, But what is so cool about this passage and really the entire Bible is the more you meditate on a portion of scripture, the more God shows you and teaches you. And while there was that personal application for me, and I really, really felt that and it was like a balm to my soul um there was another cool thing that god showed me about this passage so 
The people who came to report to Jairus, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher further? Um, they were letting him know what happened. They're like, yeah, she's dead. And Jesus overheard and said to Jairus, don't fear, only believe. There is so much here. Okay, first of all, that word overhearing in the Greek, I'm not going to pronounce it, I cannot. If you want to look it up, just type in your Google search engine, Mark 536 Greek, and it'll take you to this interlinear Bible where you have the Greek translation next to the English one, and you click on the number of that Greek word, and it takes you to the definition. It's super cool. So the definition of the word overhearing is either to overhear, to hear amiss, or to take no heed. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, uh, Another type of usage, according to the Strong's Concordance, is refuse to hear or disregard. Y'all, Jesus did not even pay attention to what these people were saying. Yeah, she was dead and Jesus was like, I'm not even worried about it. (laughs) He didn't even take heed to any of that. But here's what is cool. There were two messages in what these people were saying. They didn't just come out and say, your daughter is dead. They said, why trouble the teacher any further? There were two messages in there and Jesus disregarded both. Not just disregarding hey, your daughter's dead. Jesus knew he was going to perform the miracle. And he did. And he raised her back to life. But he disregarded, why trouble the teacher any further? He dismissed that statement. And that is such a big deal to me because in the midst of our chaos, we may not think about Jesus We may not even consider calling out to him because we are panicked or the thing we're struggling with might feel too small or too insignificant or we brought it upon ourselves. So we feel like, why trouble the teacher further? And Jesus disregards that and Jesus tells it, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear in the circumstance that is impossible and do not fear that you are troubling the teacher. Only believe. Believe in God's power and believe in God's desire to be present with you in every circumstance. That is a really, really big deal. That is such a big deal. So praise God (laughs) that his message to us in everything is do not fear, only believe. He is present with us, even when we don't feel it, even when circumstances are chaotic and impossible, and we feel like we shouldn't bother the teacher. He is present and he wants to be present and his power is beyond what we think is possible. So I hope you guys are encouraged and I'm going to go take a nap. Love you guys.